0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz
1: every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.
2: Previously on Election Rewind.
1: We had not had a close presidential election since 1976.
3: Florida and Michigan
4: projected already tonight for Vice President Gore.
5: The networks called this thing awfully early, but the people actually counting the votes are coming up with a little different perspective.
4: Florida, which we and others had called for Vice President Gore, is now too close to
6: call.
2: We still felt that at the end of the night we'd be be the victor in Florida.
6: I then got a call from a network correspondent saying, "I don't think you guys should be conceding."
7: Vice President Al Gore has called Governor Bush and retracted his concession.
8: Until the results of Florida become official, our campaign continues. Yeah!
2: Episode 6 State of Chaos.
7: Yesterday, the people of our country joined together to make a great national decision to choose the next president of the United States. We still do not know the outcome of yesterday's vote, and I realize that this is an extraordinary moment for our democracy.
0: There was a count on election night, and there's been a recount in Florida. And uh, I understand there's still votes to be counted, but I'm in the process of um, planning in a responsible way a potential administration.
8: We love Florida because Florida's weird. Uh, We love Florida because of Florida, man. Uh, We love Florida for a lot of things.
2: Fox News Politics Editor Chris
8: Steyerwalt. But Florida politically is so evenly divided, it's so hard to call, um, you have so many different kinds of voters. Most states, you say, we've got urban, suburban, rural, right? Those are your three basic groups of kinds of voters. Uh, urban voters are tend to be much more Democratic, rural voters tend to be much more Republican, and then... Suburban voters are, the, are where the, the, the fight is fought. But in Florida, you've got all of these older voters. You have a huge concentrations of ethnic groups that you don't see much of in other states uh jewish american voters in palm beach county in that area a massive probably outside of i'd say philadelphia the philadelphia metro probably the highest concentration of jewish american voters Uh, a large african-american population a hispanic population that at that point was still predominantly cuban but did have substantial numbers from different ethnic groups Uh, and the difference between the hispanic community let's say in miami the miami-dade county uh, versus tampa and what's this and what's that So Florida always posed a unique challenge.
2: To
6: ensure that there is not the slightest appearance of a conflict of interest, I have chosen to recuse myself from serving on the Elections Canvassing Commission. Under Florida law, this commission is the ultimate certifier of election results. Florida law requires that my replacement on the commission be appointed by the Director of the Division of Elections in the Department of State. The stakes are high. And the circumstances demand responsibility by both political parties and by each of you. Both candidates, in my opinion, were treated unfairly by the early projections in Florida, as were the voters. In fact, maybe people outside of our state didn't know that we also have people on Central Time Zone. And so uh, the projection made at the beginning, um, in my opinion, put in play or put at risk uh, some of the voters in the panhandle part of our state.
4: I was the Washington Managing Editor at the time and had some say in who was sent where to cover what.
2: Fox News Senior Political Analyst, Britt Hume.
4: And it immediately seemed clear to me that the campaigns themselves were were much less important than the legal tussles.
9: I'm thinking, what's next? um, And how do we get to Florida to be a part of the story? Host of Special Report
2: on the Fox News Channel, Brett Baer.
9: So, uh, made arrangements and... and did that and pitched it to to britt hume and he said yeah go find what you can so we did some enterprising reporting in the panhandle for a couple days before i ended up in tallahassee
0: in tallahassee florida brett bear fox news so in the fall of 2000 i was an anchor at cnn in atlanta
2: host of bill hemmer reports on the fox news channel bill hemmer
0: and my job on election night was to take over for bernie shaw right around midnight And I did not go on the air that night. And um, the next morning, we started our program at 9 a.m. And it was around 10 o'clock when a producer and friend of mine came up to the side of the set. She said, Hemmer, can you get the Tallahassee by tonight? Uh, I said, Jody, this is going to be over by 5 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, she said, can you get the Tallahassee by tonight? I said, I certainly can and will. So I went home after my shift, pack up two days of clothes and uh, flew to Florida.
8: Florida's pretty simple electorally. Uh, it's Alabama in the north, New Jersey in the south, uh, with Ohio in the middle. And you have a true swing state because you have a heavily Republican version, which goes from the Floribama, affectionately known as the Redneck Riviera, uh, Pensacola and Company, uh, uh, over to Jacksonville and all the way down to the central part of the state. And then working from the south up, you have all these heavily Democratic precincts, Miami-Dade, all of that. And I think something like... A third of Florida's population is in Miami-Dade County. A a huge concentration of Florida's population is down there.
2: This
0: was a Wednesday afternoon, and I thought for sure I would be back in Atlanta by the weekend. There was no question in my mind uh, that I would be home within a matter of 48 hours, maybe a period of three days, but not much longer than that.
10: There were three legs to the stool. Senior advisor to George W Bush, Brad Blakeman. There was the campaign people who were in the recount, actually doing the recount at the centers, the political operatives, then there were the lawyers um who were in the courthouses, and then my responsibility was the PR effort that continued. So after the election, um when it was clear there was going to be a recount in Florida, we needed to send those three-type teams into Florida. Then the campaign infrastructure in Austin stayed intact as the leaders, if you will, the Pentagon, uh, uh, the the key strategists that would be watching and and calling the shots uh, as they could from, from Austin.
11: How late was the recount? What were the reasons for the recount? When was the recount asked for? And I think if you think about those questions, you will see that each
10: one of those questions is one that if you answer them in the context of, this is the reason that is either for or against considering the votes, they weigh heavily in favor of considering the votes.
3: I had um, known the vice president
2: and President Clinton for quite some time. Former attorney for Al Gore, Stephen Zach,
3: And actually the night of the election, I uh, saw that it had been called and uh, I decided to call it a night. But uh, about 11 o'clock at night, I got a call from the vice president saying, this is exact quote, Steve, we're going to need some lawyers in Florida. I was in the middle of a trial and I said to him, uh, Mr. Vice President, uh, I'm uh, in the middle of a trial, but I'll get you some lawyers. Um, And that was pretty much
4: it. And so while we kept somebody on the campaign, we sent Jim Angle to cover legal struggles in in Florida. We sent Carl Cameron to Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, where there was an endless recount. And you all remember the hanging chads and all of that. And we stayed on top of the legal issues. I remember I myself uh, was staying up late at night reading Florida case law on the Internet. To try to figure out you know what was going to go where and there was you know this was thing being was being fought in numerous courts uh over numerous issues as to you know what was a valid way to count what was it, you know, how long the counting could go on and so on and on and on it went and the whole thing was hanging in the balance there were protesters outside vice president gore's house on massachusetts avenue in washington holding up signs that said you know it had been it had been uh, gore lieberman had been the had been the ticket and the signs were identical and they said sore loser money anybody
3: who has ever been before a canvassing board knows before bush versus gore uh that uh canvassing boards usually were a few people in a very small room no big deal and people certified it and it was over well that's not what happened here so i walk into the courtroom And 150 TV cameras go live around the world, around the world. And um, we begin the hearing.
0: The campaigns dispatch their key people uh, to key parts of the state immediately. I remember specifically interviewing Warren Christopher only a few hours uh, after being there. Um, But by that weekend, uh, the media hordes had arrived.
4: Well, at first it looked like it was going to be, you know, reasonable and gentlemanly but it got pretty intense as time went on Um, you know Governor Bush was you know he was professing to be mystified at this but uh, there was a reason why the by the Bush campaign sent James no none other than former Secretary of State James Baker to Florida to to be the captain of the legal team and the and the Gore team sent former Secretary of State Warren Christopher in.
5: We simply must in order to protect the rights of uh, the vice president in this matter uh, enabled us to take the steps that are seem warranted. It's been very hard to predict the various things that have happened here in the last uh, few hours and few days. The vice
6: president thought Warren Christopher should lead uh, the team for Gore.
2: Campaign strategist for Al Gore, Bob Shrum.
6: I had immense respect for Warren Christopher, wonderful man, brilliant man. He's you know, he's not let me put it this way. Jim Baker' is probably a better knife fighter than 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 Warren Christopher was.
5: Yesterday, we proposed a reasonable compromise to bring finality in a fair way to the Florida election and indeed, thereby to the national election. To the best we can tell, the Gore campaign's reply is that this compromise proposal is unfair because they are unsure. That it will provide them with enough votes to change the result. Today, they offered us another reply. They are filing another lawsuit.
8: James A. Baker the third, it's hard to get more serious and businesslike than James A. Baker the third, who looks like he was, you know, looked like he had been hatched out of the basement of the Federal Reserve. And here comes this guy, and this is a ser- this is a serious individual. So I think I think that helped. Uh, the Bush folks substantially.
10: We knew that they would try everything that they possibly could, and we had a great legal team in order to anticipate what was going to happen and what actually did happen. So yeah, they were they were very well prepared, not surprised at all, and met every challenge uh, with a with a
0: robust response. The background for all of this is close to three hundred million Americans, or whatever the population was uh, in, in the year two thousand. They were waiting for their next president. Remember, Bill Clinton was at the end of his two terms. It was going to be a change of direction, whether Gore won or Bush won. And we, as a country, could not determine that. Imagine that. Get the next episode of
2: Election Rewind the moment it's released. Subscribe at Foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download
1: podcasts. We knew that Alta Kavanaugh was involved in gay political rights when our daughter exposed to that.
4: But the parents lost as California
6: sides with gay teachers. <laughs> Four years after the TWA Flight 800 disaster, investigators concluded that a short circuit from the plane's electrical wiring is the leading theory into what caused the explosion in the center fuel tank that brought
8: the Boeing 747 down. Former all-star baseball player Daryl Strawberry
12: under arrest again, this time for reckless driving and attempting to leave the scene of an accident outside Tampa.
5: I do
0: remember this highlight. Florida-Florida State football game happened while we were there. And we went and it was a wonderful scene. Uh, To be in Tallahassee for an event like that was great. And being a football fan, it was was a small three-hour window where you could take a break from what was otherwise considered national madness.
9: Eventually, I make my way to Tallahassee. At the time, there was a Florida-Florida State football game. So, All the hotels were booked in Tallahassee. So we started out uh, staying in people's houses where they rented us a room. And I remember waking up uh, one morning and I'm in a bed that I don't know what the room is. And I'm looking at a family that I don't really know who that is in the picture. Uh, But we had to stay a couple days because of the uh, Florida Florida State football game.
0: Here, I think, is what was complicated about the story from a journalistic standpoint, from a reporter's standpoint. we were caught debating election law, which is a field of expertise that none of us had. So we were relying on lawyers and their legal expertise to try and find our way through this legal election maze. None of us had ever been there before. My job out of Tallahassee, and I... I often say I was the first one in, the last one out. I think that's actually true. I did not go down to Palm Beach. I did not go down to Broward. I did not um, get into the rooms where they were to, trying to game what was a, a butterfly ballot, what was legal and what was not. Um, my primary position was from Tallahassee. And I stayed in room 206 of the Governor's Inn. And that governor was Governor Stern, I believe 1876 or somewhere around in there.
3: I argue uh, why it should be decision should be reversed and it was reversed it was a three, uh, two to one vote initially when they lost and then one uh, of the judges he was a very fine judge uh, reversed and decided it was appropriate to have a recount so had it not been for that one judge Bush which, which versus Gore it may not have ever happened so what I didn't know is at that time, one of the people watching was my current uh, partner and uh, longtime friend, Mr. David Boyes, who was watching in Tallahassee and uh, had been retained by the National Democratic Party. And as I was walking out of the courtroom, my phone rang, and I answered and he said, Steve, uh, we're going to try this case, <laughs> Would you come up and try it with me? And of course, it, that took me about 10 seconds to say yes.
11: Attorneys for the Gore and Bush campaigns have now filed briefs with the Florida State Supreme Court. The certification of this state's vote total has been put on hold until oral arguments Monday as the race for the White House is still up in the air. The
7: American people want to make certain that every vote counts and that every vote is counted. Fairly and accurately. The citizens of Florida surely want the candidate who received the most votes in Florida to be determined the winner of of that state. That's why I'm very pleased that the hand counts are continuing. They're proceeding despite efforts to obstruct them. And that is why the decision just announced by the Florida Supreme Court, preventing the Florida Secretary of State from certifying the election results tomorrow, is so important. I want to be clear, neither Governor Bush nor the Florida Secretary of State nor I will be the arbiter of this election.
10: We were cautiously optimistic that the lead would hold. But when the numbers get smaller and smaller, you realize that it doesn't take much effort for shenanigans to change that, if in fact there's no oversight, if there's no transparency, if it becomes a totally subjective count. Um, then, of course, it's very easy to, to come up with uh, 300 or 400 votes.
1: This is an envelope that I believe the Republican group gathered last night, and it says on it, I've not looked in it, there's 78 chance in it. A- and that doesn't mean they all came out of the presidential race. They could have come out of other parts of <laughs> the card cards because the Chads are, are very fragile and sometimes they're hanging loose and they will come off the card. And as the day progressed on, I think you're going to find that there'll be more and more Chads. Chad is probably the most popular word in the United States right now, but the room will have lots of Chads because as you handle the cards, they tend to come out.
0: The question before those who were trying to figure out the votes... Was, was something called voter intent. If, if you took a ballot and held it up, and if you had what they call a chad, which is a, a piece of paper uh, that can be punctured, um, was the intent of the voter clear by whether or not that chad, that, that slip of paper... Had one corner removed, two corners, three. Perhaps there was an indentation where the Chad was not removed from the ballot. This is what election officials were trying to. We're trying to determine the
11: Gore camp wants seven justices to step in and allow vote totals from hand recounts going on in three Florida counties to be included in the state's total certified. They also want the seven justices to set some kind of guidelines, a broad discretion as to what can be included on those ballots and how each voter intended to vote in this election. It's hard for
8: people to accept this truth, but. Elections are not about assessing the will of the people. What elections are, are games that we play to decide which team is going to win. We call political science parasophology because it's for the name of the pebbles that in ancient Greece, you, that the freemen put in the bowls to cast their ballots at the Agora. It's about how many pebbles you get in the bowl. It's not about what do the people of Florida want. And this was a perfect example, which was all of the uh, Jewish Democrats in Palm Beach County voting for Holocaust skeptic Pat Buchanan. And they said, well, it was the butterfly ballot, don't you see? It was the, the butterfly ballot. And but it's it's not about what the voter wanted to do it's about what the voter did.
5: It is not fair to change the election laws of Florida by judicial fiat after the election has been held. It is not fair to change the rules and standards governing the counting or recounting of votes after it appears that one side has concluded that is the only way to get the votes it needs. And it is also not fair to refuse to count even once the ballots of many of our servicemen and women overseas. It is simply not fair, ladies and gentlemen, to change the rules.
10: We had to make sure that when those rules were applied, they were applied fairly. And that, and that uh, the recount that was done by hand was not subjective. It wasn't what my intent was of somebody else's vote. It was what the vote was, an objective standard rather than a subjective standard. The problem in Henry Counts is it can become very subjective as to what you think somebody else intended. That's what we were trying to make sure did not happen.
0: In other counties, it wasn't a chad. It wasn't that sliver of paper. It was what's called a butterfly ballot. And from what I remember of the butterfly ballot, um, there was considered to be a confusing... Scenario that was established for the voter, based on parties or candidates and how they were aligned, and that was a source of great, um, great debate and um, argument over whether or not the ballot itself was done in a way that could be easily understood by the voter. But all of this, whether it was the hanging chat or the butterfly ballot, it all went back to that issue of voter intent. They were trying to understand what a voter meant based on a piece of paper, if that vote was not clearly marked.
6: Well, there's nothing you can do about the butterfly ballot. I mean, it's people have cast their votes. and. If they've ca- if, if because of the mal design of the ballot, their vote has been cast unintentionally for Pat Buchanan. It's going to be cast for Pat Buchanan. You can't do anything about that. The hanging chads. I mean, you know, they became a it became such a dominant image of these people peering at ballots to see if they could figure out uh, whether a ballot that had been disqualified actually should be counted for either Gore or Bush. But the biggest thing that that in the end we wanted uh, was to recount all of the ballots in the state and to make
3: sure that all of the ballots were counted and that some of them weren't sitting in warehouses somewhere. The first thing I had to do is figure out what a votomatic machine was because that was the machine that was at issue. So I got on a plane again, came back to Miami, I asked the clerk to show me a votomatic machine that they had um, and I asked them if we could take it apart. So I took apart the machine so I could understand how it worked. A lot of people asked me over time how I knew there were all these hanging chads uh, in the votomatic machine and you may recall during my cross-examination of the Republican expert I actually opened up the back of the machine and all these chads went flying over the judge, who didn't seem to be too happy about it, but it made the point that there were a lot of chads in there because it hadn't been cleaned in years. And that's what I was told.
10: The law in Florida was clear as to the the protocol. Um, When you reached a certain uh, narrow margin, that triggered a mandatory machine recount which was ordered in 67 counties. That was happening as we were trying to figure out what the next steps were going to be in a hand count. Now, Gore made uh, probably one of the most uh, devastating, uh, critical, bad decisions in that he didn't demand uh, a a hand count in all but a handful of counties. And the reason he picked the counties he did uh, was because of the high Democratic registration.
11: We're expecting another day of fast-moving legal maneuvers here in Tallahassee as the Gore campaign continues to move forward on its contest of this election. Last night in State Circuit Court in front of Judge Sanders Sauls, Gore campaign attorney David boys was attempting to have the trial procedure moved up faster. Also, he wanted to have some 13,000 disputed ballots from Miami-Dade and Palm Beach County counted either here in Tallahassee or down in those two counties. Now, the judge said that he was going to set his own time frame. He set a hearing for Saturday to deal with all of the issues in this contest. He also ordered that those 13,000 ballots be transported up here to the courtroom in Leon County here in Tallahassee.
8: Let's say you were a baseball card or baseball memorabilia collector. if you went and looked for baseball cards in Boston, you'd get a lot of Red Sox cards. You'd find a lot of hard-to-find Red Sox cards. Uh, but if you went and looked in New York, you'd get a lot of Yankees cards. If you want to find more Democratic votes, go recount in Democratic counties. you want to find Republican votes, go recount in Republican counties. So the choice of where, of where the recounts are going to take place obviously has to be driven by where it's very close but you know that in a county that's going to be predominantly democratic you'd expect that the the ballots that are recovered that are provisional ballots that are ruled in ballots that had been miscounted that you're going to get more democrats than republicans you
4: know the argument is being made that that if you if you use the counts that favored um, governor bush if you're willing to accept those you would have to accept the idea that there were a lot of votes that were thrown out or didn't count or should have been included and so forth and and then they had to go and inspect the ballots. So argue, argue, the argument was made, you know, on and on that uh, that uh, you needed to keep counting because who knows? And then David Boys, who was the legendary trial lawyer hired by the Gore team, at once even said that you know, they were looking. They, what they were trying to do was to have recounts. The Gore team was trying to have recounts in places where it looked like a recount might advantage Gore. They didn't want recounts in the other places. And he even said in a book he'd later published that they, you know, they they were looking for they were looking to get recounts and count votes in places where they thought Gore could pick up votes.
10: Our view is that the recount should finish. We should know what those tallies are, and those votes should be counted. But if there's a disagreement as to whether those votes should be counted or not, that's for the courts to decide
5: after the votes are there.
8: Bush never trailed. Therefore, their effort, the effort of Republicans in Florida was to stop counting, right? Uh, we don't know how many Republican ballots in, or in heavily in, in a lot of these heavily Republican counties, there might have been uh, ballots that had been mistakenly ruled out or whatever, but the Republicans were trying to set the standard up were done counting. So they weren't looking to bring Republican counties in. They were looking to stop counting.
12: That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services.
0: I felt the Democrats had the best slogan during that entire story. And their slogan was count every vote bill hemmer well how can you disagree with that in a democracy where if you're of legal age you have the right as a u.s citizen to cast a ballot count every vote it 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 made sense it worked they must have repeated it thousands of times every day i think for a lot of americans watching in from the outside they probably said yeah can't disagree with that um but with the Republican argument would be, what is a vote? And how do you determine that? This is a very complicated matter.
9: Meanwhile, the hand recount taking place inside is clearly straining at least one member of the canvassing board, Judge Robert Rosenberg, using a magnifying glass to help decide voter intent. A net gain of 245 votes for Al Gore as of this morning, Democrats denying Republican claims that the process is unfair.
5: You've had an opportunity to be in there in the cameras, and thankfully the public is watching this process, and that in and of itself should be enough to rebut that. I agree,
0: that's
9: the GOP accusing Judge Robert Lee, Chair of the Board and one of two Democrats, of party politics. He's counting dents and slivers and dimples and pimples and bumps that are not to... Me- or you can't tell that that voter wanted to vote for Mr. Gore or whether he wanted to put his
8: stylus there and pull back and not vote. As time is ticking by and Gore's not getting any decisive wins... Chris Steyerwalt. It looks like the, the the Bush campaign's argument that they're sore losers and should should cede ground uh, is... is picking up steam.
10: Well, here's what happened is that uh we understood that the court uh this is the state court in Florida determined that in in Dade County the the hand count had to be completed by a certain time on a certain day.
2: Brad Blakeman.
10: And if they couldn't do it, then the count stopped at whatever it was at that time. So the problem is Dade County didn't have enough time, didn't have enough personnel to properly do the, the hand count, using transparency, oversight, and, and, and having qualified people running their operation. It was a democratically controlled county. So all of a sudden when it, they understood that time was running out, that they weren't gonna be able to, to accomplish their task, they tried to expedite the system. And that's where we came in, where we understood that in a matter of hours, If they went into this expedited, non-transparent system, that the votes could be uh, skewed and stolen, uh, just by you know uh, the lack of transparency and will on the part of the Democrats to win. Let us see the
12: ballots. Let us see the ballots.
0: Neither side was going to give in. You're talking about the president of the United States. You're talking about power. You're talking about political parties who have been fighting for more than a year to try and get the upper hand in what was considered one of the closest races we have ever seen. And Florida, the outcome in that state would determine the next four years in the White House. That is the ultimate decision in American politics.
10: Our mission was that we, we will never uh, permit ourselves to be behind legitimately. But on the other hand, we're not gonna let ourselves be manipulated and have the election stolen. So when we were told that uh, Dade County is about to go to an expedited system, lack of oversight, transparency, not letting people in to see, watchers, uh, Republicans, um, we said this is unfair. So what we did was we took a page out of Democrat handbook. And when it was, uh, when it was told to us what was about to happen, in the hours leading up to the to the deadline, I suggested, I said, look, why don't we do what Democrats would do? And everybody's, what's that? I said, let's do civil disobedience.
8: Their argument was we have a count. It is we should certify the results and we should move on, because they knew that if they got drawn into the Democrats, let's do a statewide recount. Let's keep looking, looking, looking for more of these ballots. When you're down to, you know, a handful of votes, when you're down to 500 votes or so, if you're the Democrats, keep going, right? Go as far as you can. If you're the Republicans with your, you're getting a lot of votes from rural counties, you're doing all of this stuff, uh, you, wanna, you wanna stop the process.
10: I was friendly with the law enforcement around the recount center. And I said, I'm gonna ask permission. And I approached the law enforcement people. And I said, look, we've gotta do some civil disobedience. We're about to be screwed. Uh, we want to do civil disobedience but we're not going to be we're all lawyers. I'm from New York. I'm a lawyer. You know, look how we're dressed. We're not violent. We're not going to cause any destruction or damage to property or we're not going to disrespect law enforcement. And when you've had enough, you come to me and our guys will get up and we'll leave. So the, the, they said to me, "Are you you're a guy in charge? Do you responsible?" I said, "Yes, sir." They said, "Okay." And I said, and by the way, if you want to show some indignation in front of the press, I said, that's fine too. And it worked perfectly. It was all staged. It was done with permission. It served its purpose. The press filmed it. The Dade County people understood that now it's being taken to another level. They're not going to be able to do what they expected to do. The clock was running out and they couldn't accomplish their task and they shut it down
1: good evening commissioner bob crawford director clay roberts ladies and gentlemen as the state elections canvassing commission we are here today to certify the results of the election that occurred november seventh, 2000 because of the great interest in our actions we are meeting publicly rather than meeting individually, as has been our traditional practice?
8: Well, the world would have never heard of Katherine Harris, uh, had it not been for this recount. Um, She was a Florida Republican politician of no particular note. Um, But as Democrats, Democrats had a narrative that they wanted to push in Florida, which is this is rigged. This is uh, George Bush's brother, this is George Bush's brother's hand-picked, you know, uh, crony in the state elections, the whole thing. The, the Democrats were trying to create a perception that everything was out of bounds and people were talking about we need a revote in Florida and why? Do, why are you against democracy and shouldn't we count all the votes even if it takes forever?
0: For some people they considered her enemy number one and they were largely Democrats. Um, Republicans clearly did not share that same view. But she was elected to that job, Secretary of State, and that was her role under state law to put a marker down so that both sides understood where the official vote stood. And once we arrived at that point, I think Democrats knew how many votes they had to make up and Republicans knew how many votes they needed to keep. And from that standpoint, you at least had you had a marker um, by which both sides would compete for their own numbers to either maintain that lead or take it over.
8: The truth in a republic, of course, is we vest certain authority in certain individuals. And Harris was the secretary of state. It was her choice. Right. It was it wasn't anybody else's choice there was no committee there was no panel you elect a secretary of state you give that person the right to make a decision and the decision that she reached was continuing the recount would not only not produce a clearer result but would probably degrade public confidence in the result
1: the certified result in the presidential race in florida is as follows governor george w bush 2,912,790. Vice President Al Gore, 2,912,253. Accordingly.
0: On that Sunday night when the Secretary of State, Catherine Harris, certified the vote, uh, it was a, a misty, chilly, cold northern Florida evening. And we were working from the courtyard of the state house there, and it was red brick uh, throughout the area. And th- there was something in the air at that night that was sort of mystical. Um, and I think it sort of lent itself to the mystery of the story.
1: Accordingly, on behalf of the State Elections Canvassing Commission, and in accordance with the laws of the state of Florida, I hereby declare Governor George W. Bush the winner of Florida's 25 electoral votes for the President of the United States.
4: Well, it was something to hope for if you were, you know, wanted disappointed at the end to be known,
2: Britt Hume.
4: But it was pretty clear to me that wasn't going to happen because uh, both sides were going to fight this out uh, to the end to get the result they were looking for. And, you know, it seemed pretty clear to me, you know, here you, you had a certified winner. Um, you know, you, you, you could claim that, you know, not all the votes had been counted, but um, and, and that's what the Gore kind of claimed. They wanted to be counted. And every time they got a count back, Bush had won and they wanted to count again. And, uh, and on and on it went. And it led to people quoting old comments from, you know, old, Long dead politicians or political political leaders saying things like, you know, it isn't who votes, it's who counts, and so, so forth. There was lots of suspicion of chicanery from both sides.
6: Secretary of State has even refused to accept the results of the count in Palm Beach County, which means that hundreds of votes that have already been identified for Governor Bush or Vice President Gore are being discarded. In thousands of hours of work by hundreds of citizens of Florida, Republicans and Democrats and independents alike are being ignored. What is at issue here is nothing less than every American's simple, sacred right to vote. How can we teach our children that every vote counts if we are not willing to make a good faith effort to
7: count every vote.
0: Secretary Richard Cheney came to the George Washington University Hospital Emergency Room with chest discomfort early this morning. A decision was made to place a coronary stent in that area that showed some additional narrowing. Before cyclist Lance Armstrong rode to victory in the Tour de France, he won an even more important battle. He triumphed over cancer. The mid-air ordeal happened toward the
11: end of the flight, from Gatwick to Nairobi in Kenya. The attacker, understood to be a 27-year-old Kenyan man, burst into the cockpit of the BA jumbo jet and began to wrestle with the crew at the controls. A
10: determined villain will always gain access
11: to anything.
12: Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. The Supreme Court of the great state of Florida is now in session. All who have cause to plead, draw near, give attention, and you shall be heard. God save these United States, the great state of Florida at
4: this honorable court. Well, I remember watching the arguments and listening to the questions that were being posed by the justices of the Florida Supreme Court, because all this stuff was being carried live, and everybody was watching. And the justices of the Florida Supreme Court seemed to me to be, uh, in some cases, completely detached from what the law was saying. I remember the the chief justice down there, whose name i have forgotten, said at one point, well, wouldn't the better thing to do be to, and then he had some... You know, notion that, and I thought to myself, well, well, sir, it isn't really about the better thing. It's
5: about what the law requires or the law permits. Well, we have identified separately five groups of ballots that
10: we believe either should have been received and were not, or in one case were received and should not have
5: been under specific Florida state law. If we accept this, uh, your jurisdictional position, we get across the, the jurisdictional issue. The concept of rejection of legal votes is somewhat concerning.
3: The judge gives each of us one hour to take depositions.
2: Stephen Zack.
3: There were two uh, uh, votomatic witnesses. I took both of them. And the one who actually had the patent on the machine uh, is the one I took last. The last question I asked this gentleman was, have you ever patented something else other than the votomatic machine. And he said to me, yes, matter of fact, I have a patent pending now on a new stylus, which would avoid the hanging chads in the future. And I called my office and there's a a fine lawyer who I worked with um, named Jennifer Altman, who I called her and I said, will you go and see if we can find out from the patent office um, what Uh, if any, uh, other patents are out there. I will tell you in my almost 50 years of practice, I have never seen a better witness. As I'm standing up, there is a white envelope. I open it, and what do I find but a patent application filed by this individual for a new votomatic machine. On the fourth page, there is a statement that says quote in a close election you must have a hand recount i get up in the morning and carter and i would go over and we'd sit around the dining
6: table in the vice president's residence with with the vice president
2: bob schrum
6: and we would get reports from florida about what was going on what was happening with this court challenge what was happening with that court challenge and finally
11: the court has authorized the following statement By a vote of four to three, the majority of the court has reversed the decision of the trial court in part. It has further ordered that the circuit court of the Second Judicial Circuit here in Tallahassee shall immediately begin a manual recount of the approximately 9,000 Miami-Dade ballots that registered under votes. In addition, the circuit court shall enter orders ensuring the inclusion of the additional 215 legal votes for Vice President Gore, in Palm Beach County and the 168 additional legal votes from Miami-Dade County.
3: We then went to, obviously, a press conference where everybody wanted to know how it got there. If you watched Perry Mason, he had a secretary named Della Street. And Della Street, at the last second in every episode, would find some critical piece of information that would allow Perry Mason to win the case. So. There must have been at least 50 or more reporters asking me questions. And said, How did you find it? How did you find it? And I say, tongue in cheek, Well, Della Street brought it to me. So the older reporters all start to laugh. And the younger
5: reporters are asking the older partner, Who's Della Street? How do I get in touch with her? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I know I don't need to tell you that this has been a rather eventful day here in Tallahassee. Two circuit court opinions throwing out challenges to absentee ballots in Seminole and Martin counties. A federal judge ordering the counting of overseas absentee ballots in many counties that were not counted for technical reasons. And, of course, the disappointing 4-3 to decision of the Florida Supreme Court just announced which will require manually recounting tens of thousands of non-votes and undervotes in all Florida counties that have not yet had a manual recount and trying to do so by December the 12th. This is what happens when, for the first time in modern history, a candidate resorts to lawsuits to try to overturn the outcome of an election for president. Well, this, this, of course,
10: was a legal decision. And you were talking about perhaps 45,000 ballots. Um, that's a Herculean task as well. So we were, we were trying to figure out uh, from our legal experts exactly what the court was, was mandating, how it was to happen. Um, if in fact they they uh, it, it came to pass,
4: it seemed unfair. I think to the to the uh, to the Republicans, they thought it was unfair. And I remember the uh, the lawyer that who was a, actually was a Democrat who uh, argued the case uh, in several courts down there. Um, and he was a, he was a Democrat, but he kept saying, "You have there is there is no authority." For the courts to keep doing this to take the actions they had been taking he kept saying there's no authority to do this you know you don't have a you don't have a basis for this and they plowed ahead um so it did raise suspicions of partisanship um but it was a little you know to watch this um as i did you know you don't one thing we don't cover in this country no national media cover the, the courts in any states and you know, and you always wonder in your own mind about the quality of the judges that they have on the, even the highest courts in states. Some no doubt are very good, but that group in Florida was striking to me as being, whoa, they, they seem to
0: be way out there. With every twist and turn in this story, we were cast into a new direction. Okay, maybe this is happening next. Okay, maybe this is where we are headed. And sometimes it favored the Bush campaign. And sometimes it favored the Gore campaign. I would state that after the state Supreme Court made initial rulings, that it, the Gore campaign felt they were in pretty good standing to keep this going. And I think they felt pretty good about it. We
3: uh, walked through the center of Tallahassee where they're having a, a local fair. People were congratulating us. We then went to a local restaurant, Andrews, uh, with uh, Isakoff Isakov was with us as well, and we frankly thought it was over. And while we're sitting there, the Eleventh Circuit, which was reviewing what Don Middlebrook did, said what he did was correct. So we thought it was over. And then thirty seconds later—I mean, it wasn't thirty seconds—the Supreme Court accepted certiorari. We all went out to the Palm to
6: have dinner, which which should have been which we should have never done because what had happened in Nashville when we went to dinner. So we're having dinner in the Palm when suddenly the ruling comes down from the Supreme Court to stay the order of the Florida Supreme Court, and they're going to hear the case.
5: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I have just uh, spoken to Governor Bush, and of course we are pleased by the United States Supreme Court's decision this afternoon to stay the mandate of the Florida Supreme Court and to grant our petition for a writ of certiorari. This means that the partial manual recount system created yesterday by the Florida Supreme Court will not now proceed. As the three dissenting justices of the Florida Supreme Court emphasized, their four colleagues risked violating federal law and the United States Constitution by developing an alternative and flawed recount system.
8: In litigation, you're always going to look for a friendlier venue. And Republicans knew what after the after the court's decision about the hand recount became pretty clear what Republicans could expect from the Florida Supreme Court, right? So they needed a way to get it out of the hands of the Florida Supreme Court and to take it into a federal jurisdiction, the federal issue uh, relating to the constitutional claims.
0: I did not personally have the sense that the U.S. Supreme Court would ultimately be the arbiter for the outcome of that election, but indeed it was.
2: Next time on Election
0: Rewind.
6: Supreme Court justices are now deliberating. It was very suspenseful.
0: Could each county give their own interpretation to what intent means? I think they felt pretty good about
1: it. I think this was an extremely important argument. This is an exceptionally difficult case to be involved with.
6: One doesn't know what the, what the Supreme Court is going to do.